Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. I'd like to welcome everyone back to Ransom Notes. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Kathy Ransom is our host each and every week. She is the subject of a documentary. She'll soon be uh, seen on, on Roku and Amazon Fire and, you know, her own channel, the Ransom Notes channel. And there'll be a, a, a tagline and we'll let you know. We'll spring that on you at the right time and when you could all watch it on these wonderful new outlets, these different outlets that uh, technology has brought to us. But you'll be hearing uh, faith-based lessons and and be able to watch the documentary there and so much more um thrilled to introduce our host each and every week kathy ransom kathy how are you it is a perfect day here i'm well i do not have covid i thankfully have not had covid so uh that's a good thing and the lord has blessed me and we had a good service yesterday i had fun teaching a class on sunday morning to about 35 adults uh we were we were studying the proverbs and they always make you think just a bit and it doesn't hurt people my age to have to think just a bit well, that's speaking a nice, of that's a nice audience 35 uh, adults uh they are to learn the scriptures that really is a nice uh, nice group it's just about the right size to have enough variation and uh no one feels like they're sort of sticking out like a sore thumb which adults sometimes feel, but yet not so big that you can't share your thoughts uh, if you care to. And uh, so it's, you know, that's about when in schools, when I was teaching, the class size were more like 40. They dropped to the 30s. And now I think many, at least elementary classes, are more in the 20s. But I had adults, so we could handle that. But another piece of sort of useless information. Uh, <laughs> Do you know a word that ends, or how many words would you guess, end in the letter M-T? This is really important word information to know. <laughs> M, uh, Evans and Michael, T is in Thomas? Yes, sir. M-T. Oh, my gosh. Uh, prompt, right? Is, is that prompt? No. No. No, no. Uh, M-T. Are there well, words that end in M-T? There is one, Uno, and it is dreamt, D-R-E-M-T. Now, I have to admit, I have not taken Webster's International Unabridged Dictionary and checked, but I thought it was just sort of a fun, uh, according to the Oxford Dictionary, dreamt is the only word that ends in M-T. So probably... If there's somebody in our audience who loves to have stumper questions for some kind of adult word game, this might be a piece of information that they've just been waiting breathlessly for. But I think it'd be more fun to talk about something else. Incredible. Wow. What a, 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 I, that's a shocker. That is a, yeah, I know. one word. What, very good. I, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to probably use that tomorrow. Who knows? You, you know what? You can you can ask your wife about that. See if if she can figure out that one word. If you, yeah, she can she can look it up. Anyway, I thought today we needed to 
look at the at this strange illness that has overcome our not only our country but the world, and and I I, I don't want to prolong our our discussions of COVID, but recently I just had a, a different perspective and a and a different look at uh, through the scriptures that made me smile as I thought of the COVID. And we're going to just sort of look at one of the stories. Of, we're going to go to the New Testament. And uh, it, when you hear the word leper, not leopard, but leper, what what kind of, of, of uh, concerns would you would come to your mind as you think of someone who might be a leper uh outcast somebody who is uh is set set aside from a group as you know they used to have leper colonies on the positive end uh our lord uh, christ our lord um visited and cured and uh lepers i mean which was uh, you know unheard of because uh, you know once you had leprosy um you were you were cast aside into colonies leper colonies and you had no um use for society simply because you would spread your you know uncurable disease uh to uh to other people to clean people but you think dirty you think uh you know uh, someone who is is completely no longer invited into society again and you really have hit most all of the high points of that and and, and apparently it was uh a rather common illness or affliction maybe affliction is a is the word that would define that better i don't I, I guess it's called a disease my understand i always think of it as sort of that that was one kind of, a, of an ailment but in a little study apparently it was a variety of kinds of things that have happened to your skin particularly and it might destroy your skin enough that you would lose the body part or the body part became almost useless one way or the other uh that it uh, would affect your skin or your eyes uh, and they and they also use this, and I guess I'm not quite sure what it, your periphery nerves would that be like. I see, I can see out the side of my eyes. Would that be my periphery nerves? I guess I don't honestly know what what a periphery nerve is. Do you do you know? Yeah, I, I think of uh, periphery. The only time I've ever heard that term is peripheral uh, vision, and that means your your side view of something. That's the only time me personally I've ever heard it, and and that would certainly tie in with if they say that leprosy can affect your eyes, then that would be, and you, I believe you indicated that it was highly contagious, and of course then that was the reason that they would exclude these people, and contrary probably to exclusions today, they were pretty much on their own, and to help survive, often lepers would congregate or collect together so even though they're on the outside of town because they weren't usually even allowed inside the town they would have to be outside the, the wall or outside the border and they would collect together i suppose as a support team and then probably try to find some way to make some kind of uh, arrangements for food which was evidently a real challenge and uh something i was reading also said that the smell 
of people with leprosy is is just really really horrible. That uh, and I, I, as I was thinking of these people who have leprosy, and I don't think it was strictly male. I think it was people. I was reminded of some friends of mine who were traveling in Alaska. They, the couple, each got COVID-19, and the custom in the area of Alaska in which they happened to be is that they were immediately removed from the tour group in which they were and placed in a hotel. This happened in a town where there was a hotel that was exclusively being used at that time for people who had COVID. Therefore, they were isolated in some way, like our lepers, it, that Jesus, that we will talk about him in a minute, it found in the New Testament story. But as I was talking to my friends for five days, they were locked in this hotel room. Food was brought to them, but boredom set in. I mean, there was the two of them in one bedroom, you know, just a one room kind of place. And I just know that they did not find that in an enjoyable experience. They were not definitely sick. They, you know, they had one of them or one or both of them had, had COVID, but, you know, very minimal kinds of uh, reactions. So they're bored to death. And then I'm thinking, I translate this to think if you had leprosy, you don't even have a hotel room where the food is brought to you. And these guys are out here, 10 of them, in the story that we read about in Luke 17, what 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 must be going on in, in their heads? They just had so setting the scene. Jesus is taking; he's on his way to Jerusalem, and he's coming from Galilee, and he has to go through or around Samaria, and so he's on the border between Galilee and Samaria, and this he comes upon this group of ten people who are yelling out uh, leprous, leper, uh, un, unclean, I believe is the word that they had to use, unclean. And I, I suppose in a sense, when we get COVID around here, you have to put your mask on and you have to tell friends, I'm unclean, I can't have dinner with you. It, 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 but you don't have to yell out unclean, unclean. It's sort of evident. But these guys have to really yell it out so that nobody gets close to them. Uh, but they're right on the border, and these ten ask Jesus to, uh, to 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 heal them, or to take care of them, or to give them something. And the Lord is He says, uh, "If you have faith, or uh, go to the priest, and you will be clean." The Lord did not actually right there cleanse them; they had to get up off their duff, broken legs or ruined legs or hurting feet or eyes that didn't see well or whatever. I don't know how far it was into the city where the priest was, but apparently as they're going toward where the priest is so that he can announce them as C-L-E-A-N, clean, whatever manifestations of leprosy they each had, it all disappeared. And when they got to the priest, he indeed verified that they were clean, which meant the leprosy was gone. 
a pure and evident, I mean, a pure, obvious miracle. Now, the strange and interesting thing about that, well, I think there's a few lessons we can talk about. The first thing was, all of those guys and gals, if they were gals, they had to believe enough in the person who was speaking to them to go and do something. The Lord didn't. The the Lord didn't uh, tell them. Didn't do it for them. They had they had to go and do it. So they had. When we want to implement faith, sometimes we have to initiate it and 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 get up and do it. Somebody's not necessarily going to do it for us. Number two, one hundred percent of those guys were healed. All 10 of them. But what's the funny thing? How many said thank you? None, right? Just one. Oh, just one. Just one. 10% instead of the 100%. And the interesting part is that the one who did come back and say thank you, Lord, was a Samaritan, which meant he not only had leprosy, that excluded him from society, but he had an ethnic condition and that he was a Samaritan, and Jews weren't just real happy with Samaritans. So he had a double blessing in a way. And then I think there's a fifth lesson, and that's the one I really sort of want us just to think about for just a second, is that from this story, these 10 had to be ostracized. They had to be away from everybody else. And one of the first things that they really wanted to have was not only healing, but they wanted to be able to rejoin the community. They wanted to return to their families. They wanted to be able to make a living. They wanted to work. And that's what really struck me about the COVID connection. What's the first thing that happens when my friends in Alaska got COVID, stuck in a hotel room? What's the first thing when somebody here at Concordia, you have to put your mask on, you can't come to the dining table, and you're sort of stuck in your apartment? The isolation is as much a problem as the disease itself, isn't it? And we miss that community. The, 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 the records in the, coming in from schools as they're testing are finding that so many kids on the average, not every child, not every child at all, so many kids are as much as two years behind in their education that they think it's going to be at least a couple years before most kids will catch up to where they would have been before the isolation. Learning, doing, living alone isn't the way the Lord made us to be. He really made us to be a family. So I guess I hope that from this story we can remember we've got to trust the Lord to see if he can help us get rid of this disease. Be careful so that we can once again become a community that love and care and are kind to each other. Wonderful. What a wonderful. Yeah. It's, uh, 
what a connection. And you don't think of that. It's the isolationism that uh, that happens, the being isolated, being, you know, really um, uh, look, you know, hopefully we're learning and hopefully more than 10% of us are saying, thank you, Lord, for getting us through this disease, this, this, uh, you know, w which we all had a chance to get. It's wonderful, Kathy. Just wonderful. We have one. Add before we leave. We have one final. Oh, this bit of work. You cannot live without my final quote. Okay, hang on. If corn oil is made from corn and vegetable oil is made from vegetables, what is baby oil made from? <laughs> Do you know, I don't know what baby oil is made from. I have no idea, but I'm sure it's not made from babies. <laughs> that is terrific. What a wonderful. You, you, you never know what dumb things I'm going to find in my not dumb, my reading. funny. These are funny. <laughs> You're the best. Listen, it was, it was fun talking with you today. Same here. God bless. And to everyone listening, thank you very much for tuning in each and every week. We know you have a lot of options and you're picking a very positive one here. Wonderful thoughts coming from a, an incredible lady, one of a kind, and she is wonderful. Get the book, Ransom Notes, and, and watch the documentary and look out for the channel. The channel, you'll see a lot of great things there. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Ransom Notes. You've been listening to Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. The most intriguing talk in talk radio. Talk radio.